Hello everybody. Welcome back to Beyond Words with Felix and Al. This is episode 2 of season 2. In this episode we talk about cryptocurrency yet again. We talk about it because it's a potential for a very bright future for humanity. The decentralization of the internet, the decentralization of currency, is a vital component to becoming free as a world, away from central banks, away from fiat currencies. So we talk about it quite a bit and we may continue to talk about it. Uh, Al, in this episode, informs us more about Ethereum and blockchain. And then we start diving into how do you invest in yourself? Now really ask yourself, how are you investing in yourself in every single day? When you're high and you're feeling good, not high on drugs, but when you're feeling good, when you're on cloud nine, are you aware that you may come down? Are you putting too much stock in your high and not in your low? Or if we're going down low, if things are in the red, are you giving up? Are you worried there's no hope, that there's no rebound? Here we point out how the natural cycles, or the flowing cycles, the ebbs and flows of money, especially in cryptocurrency, relate into the ebbs and flows of life, and how we interact with those. So sit back, relax, or continue doing whatever you're doing. Drive carefully if you're in your car, and listen to this wonderful episode of Beyond Words with Felix Now. And just a quick shout out to all of our subscribers. Thank you so much, all of our subscribers. If you're not a subscriber or you haven't liked this podcast, please stop the podcast now and do so. Come and join us and our Beyond Words family on Locals.com. It's beyondwords.locals.com. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Okay. Okay. We're recording. Sweet. Welcome back to Beyond Words with Felix and Al. This is episode 24 of season two. Not of season two, but this is episode 24. And we're in season two. Episode two of season two. It's 2-2. Two, two. Episode 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I like that. That's better. Amazing. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, man. Well, we've, we've been in the crypto world now. And uh, pretty stoked to hear more about what's going on in the crypto side of things from from al definitely has some uh interesting correlations here with with life yeah is this going to turn into a crypto podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's on a lot of people's minds yeah it's all it's all it's all connected yeah it's on a lot of people's minds i've never i've had so many friends and reaching out like asking about it and even my dad's into it now which uh he was pretty skeptical just not long ago. So I think people are starting to see what it is and the potential it holds. And obviously there's a lot of hype because it's everything is pumping. The prices are pumping. So yeah, it's exciting times. Um, but yeah, I was just reflecting about the, the psychology of it and, and it, it can be quite daunting psychologically for me to just like be watching it and not get caught up in it. And, you know, when it's going up, I feel euphoric and I feel like 
like it's never going to stop going up. And then when it's going down, I get super scared and I feel like it's going to crash to zero and lose everything. So it's, um, it takes like a pretty strong, uh, either like a strong ability to detach and just see the big picture view. Um, or you have to like work some reverse psychology because like the most successful people, if they're actively trading crypto. So instead of just investing and leaving it for a couple of years and letting it grow, but people that are like always trading every day, like the ones who have success are the ones who go counter to the psychology. So when everybody's buying in and it's pumping, they're selling. When the market's dropping and everyone's freaking out, that's when they're buying. So it's like being a step of ahead of the masses and the crowds, you know. Uh, but the, the more I do it, the more I learn that it's impossible to know anything. So all you can do is make educated guesses. And uh, I think the best strategy is to really just be educated about it and, and not, and just invest in projects that you have a good long-term view on. And for my psychological health, it's best to not be actively trading every day, but sometimes you got to take the profits. That's the thing I think, uh, along the way, just taking a little bit out as it goes up and having some money ready on the side for when it drops again to get back in. Uh, but yeah, it's wild ride, man. It's fascinating. And I'm just really excited to be learning about it. I'm taking a course, not about trading crypto, but about the technology itself, about blockchain. And because um, I just, uh, I don't, like, I understand it broadly and I'm, uh, and I just, it's, it's hard for me to verbalize, but I just really see, and we talked about this last time, I just think that it's going to change the world. Uh, right now, it's slowly changing the world right now, but right now we're just seeing the potential. And there's a lot of hype because people are making money, but really the implications for the world, we haven't really seen that yet in terms of what it's going to do for us as a human species. So that's what I'm excited. That's why I want to learn more, you know? What, what have you learned thus far in the, the, the course? Like, are you about blockchain? So I'm, I don't know anything really about blockchain at all. I just started the course. So I just signed up. It's through, um, there's a YouTube channel I follow about crypto. It's called Ivan on tech, I V A N on tech. And he has Ivan on tech Academy. So he has this whole online platform with all these different courses um, and a lot of the courses are really focused like programming. So it's all, it's all about like, yeah, learning how to program and create, um, program on blockchains and create projects and it's programming isn't really my cup of tea. And, you know, I want to learn, get a broad understanding of it just so I can, so I can speak the language of crypto, but my goal isn't to learn about programming. It's to more just broadly really learn the technology and understand it and gain a fluency in speaking about it and seeing where that goes in terms of, I would love to be involved in something, some kind of project I believe in or several projects, you know, not just being investing in it, um, uh, but really like learning about it also so I can be a more educated investor. So I haven't, so far, everything I've learned is through um, a couple of books I read. I think one we mentioned last time is called uh, Bitcoin Hard Money You Can't Fuck With. Uh, and then I'm reading another one about Ethereum. I don't remember the title right now, but you know, just very simply, like, do you know what a blockchain is? Like just the fundamental, what it is. So it's like, no, not at all. Uh, and it's good practice for me to try to explain it, but 
a blockchain is a ledger. So, um, so like in accounting, I'm just going to actually. Um, so just, you know, if we just Google it, I can just read this definition, then I can explain what I know. So blockchain, um, uh, a blockchain is a distributed ledger technology that allows data to be stored globally on thousands of servers while letting anyone on the network see everyone else's entries in real time. Uh, so that makes it difficult for one user to gain control of or game the network. So it's a ledger. So like, so, you know, with accounting, right? Accounting an accounting ledger is you, you know, in old school before computers, you would write down every expenditure and every transaction in a book. And then you know what your total is, right? You would just, that's the ledger. It's the record of transactions. And then, so after the 2008, um, market crash and all the you know remember you might remember um what was it called the wall street movement um uh uh occupy wall street occupy wall street yeah so occupy wall street that whole movement which was all about um you know people protesting how government like bailed out all these massive banks and but like regular people were really screwed by the whole thing and this huge housing bubble and the market crashed so in 2008, around that time, a guy who calls himself Satoshi Nakamoto uh, invented Bitcoin and the technology of like there had been cryptocurrencies explored like from the 90s onwards, people called cypherpunks. They were just like all about trying to find a private way to have a digital currency, but they couldn't quite figure it figure out how to make it super legit and secure so like how to prevent people from like making fake bitcoins for example or like using you know like doing double transactions so sending one bitcoin to two different people at the same time before people have enough time to realize that you just duplicated your bitcoin you know just like so he created blockchain which is like it's a decentralized network so everybody um everybody who has worked has their computer invested in the Bitcoin network and they're doing what's called mining. They're like verifying all these transactions. And basically it's a technology that allows everyone all over the world to see this ledger in real time. And the only way for a transaction to be approved is that every computer mining or every computer involved in, in, in processing transactions has to see it has to agree that that transaction is legit. So, so, that you know to just not even talk about the exact technology but what it means is is decentralized so that there's no one party controlling you know one no one person no one centralized central bank controlling the money and and so it's it basically you can't mess with it and because there's so many parties from all over the world involved with it and it requires a verification of everyone and everyone to agree. So it's this decentralizing aspect that gets me really excited because, you know, to me, a lot of the problems in the world are because of the flawed decision-making of human beings. Sometimes they make decisions out of greed and they make decisions to benefit themselves and their peers who are in positions of power. And sometimes they make bad decisions just because they're human and it's impossible to make the right decision especially when it comes to like currency and 
uh, changing interest rates and inflating and deflating currencies and all these decisions. Uh, so blockchain firstly just creates a decentralized currency in terms of Bitcoin. And then what Ethereum is, is it's a platform that allows for all these decentralized applications uh, of blockchain technology. So you have decentralized finance. So, you know, a big problem in the world today is central banks and how they can just print money. And, um, you know, they printed, we talked about this last time, but, you know, trillions and trillions of dollars were printed just in the last year while normal people are still suffering that printed money goes straight to banks and it goes straight to uh, people with huge amounts of money it goes into the stock market the stock market pumps but like regular people don't see that money um and and so with decentralized finance it's like it's not in anybody's hands and it's it's there's something called smart contracts that basically smart contracts is you know on blockchain basically removes the need for any middlemen to create trust between two people between two parties and so if you think about government like the main function of a lot of government is to serve as a middleman to create trust between people doing transactions and and there's so much corruption and so with smart contracts it's all based on math it's basically if the contract if one person fulfills their side of it, the blockchain guarantees it and the con transaction is complete. So whether it's exchanging money or buying and selling a home or um, whatever kind of exchange you're doing, there's no more need for a middleman. And it's still hard for me to verbalize this, but just the implications to me is just like it becomes truly a, a, a world of, hey, I'm Alan. I just want to send you some money, Felix. And I want to send it directly to you right now. If I wanted to send you money without cryptocurrency, you know, I can PayPal it to you. You know, if you have a U.S. bank account, maybe it's a little easier. I can PayPal it to you. PayPal is going to take out some fees for sure. Um, but for example, my friend in Africa, uh, if I want to get one, send him money, he doesn't have a bank account, so I have to send it through like MoneyGram, these services online, and it takes like several hours. Sometimes it takes days. It, there's so much like it costs so much money. You have to deal with bad exchange rates for the currency, all this stuff. Whereas with, you know, blockchain and cryptocurrency, all he needs is an internet connection and I can just send him money without anybody getting involved. It's directly from me to him. And so like the potential of having direct me to you transactions without the need of anybody else sticking their hand in there and taking their, their part for doing a job that's not necessary. That's, you know, that's like where it's going and it's, it's, it's so amazing. And I don't think it can be stopped. I think governments will try to spread fear about it. I think that, you know, you're going to hear there will be fear, um, but in the long run, it can't be stopped. As long as there's internet, there's the possibility for doing this. So, um, so yeah. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is kind of what we touched on in the last episode too. It's just like, you know, what kind of revolution this is and, and how this will revolutionize the world. And again, I, I think it's at a point where it cannot be stopped. I think it's at a point where it's really pushing forward. People are realizing like how much control these people have over the markets, their markets, you know, their stocks, especially after the whole Robin Hood scandal, the GameStop scandal, yep. like that, that showed a lot of people the light of like, oh, so you're, you're pushing the buttons, you're controlling yep 
how this is going to look. And I don't like that. I don't like that you're messing with our money or our potential to grow. And, and this changes that. This really puts it back into our hands as individuals uh, to be free with our money, you know. And, and that's what you pointed out without having this middleman. You know, for example, within our business, a lot of times we have to receive money through PayPal, like deposits and whatnot. And, you know, they'll take $100 out of that. For the transaction, like 6%, 5%, 6%, yeah. It's insane. And then, it's insane. you know, we, we, we had to send a bunch back. And so in that, again, we had to pay extra money to send it back to make sure it was the same amount of money that they sent. So because this person, you know, this middleman had their hand in our pocket, each transaction, like we're losing a, quite a lot of money through that transaction. Quite a lot of money is kind of an exaggeration. I mean, like you said, it's, you know, $60 to $100, but still that's $60 oh, that here goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, right now, if someone were to pay you in Bitcoin, it's it still costs money. There's like minor fees and sometimes it's higher than, you know, it can be just as much. But long term, that will be resolved. It just takes time uh, for the technology to develop and for more people to be on the network processing transactions. But um, the other thing is, is when someone sends you that money, not only is PayPal taking their share, but the money lands in your bank account. And it's basically dwindling. The value of that money is dwindling. It's like decreasing. It's not, banks aren't offering interest for savings accounts anymore. In fact, banks in Europe and people, I think it'll start happening in the States, they're offering negative interest rates, meaning it costs you money to keep money in the bank. The only thing banks want to do right now is give out loans and, and, and they only want to lend. So there's like no incentive to have any savings anymore. It costs money to save money. It's, it's crazy. And so the other thing with something like Bitcoin is like, you know, that that money's not going to lose value because they can't print anymore. So it, it's like so revolutionary and yeah, man. Uh, but it's not just Bitcoin. Like I'm so excited about all the other applications of it. And a lot of it has to do with finance and just like, you know, exchange of value. And, um, but, but there's so much more potential, you know, like, you know, now a big thing is it, it, on blockchain is called NFT non-fungible tokens, which is basically, you know, Bitcoin, there's going to be 21 million, but there's also, you know, non-fungible token is a, a, a one of a kind unique coin that represents something of value. So like, um, so like there's digital art now that is backed by a non-fungible token. So you own that art. It's like the biggest market right now. People are going nuts for this stuff. And so you buy a piece of digital art and you know, previously digital art, you can just you replicate it digitally and, you know, who knows who has the original, but when it's tied to a blockchain, there is an original and only one person can have that particular one and it's secure. And so it just like opens so much possibility for creative people, for creating like art that has value. And a lot of people are now investing in NFTs like collectible. So it's like collectible tokens that are unique, one of a kind. It's like opening up this whole new world on that front too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, again, I think it's going to be a wild ride and we're going to see, you know, a lot of resistance from people in power uh, because it really takes away their power and they're going to try to create systems that enable them to keep their power in this new system. And so like, you know, countries are already developing their own cryptocurrency, 
but it's controlled by the central bank of the country. And so kind of freaky. This is like, you know, the kind of freaky side of this whole movement. If, if governments create their own cryptocurrency um, and they start only allowing that for payments, you know, they'll have the ability to deposit and withdraw money from your account. They'll have the ability to freeze your wallet, to do whatever they want. Let's say you were caught on camera jaywalking, you know, a super creepy government could just deduct $100 or they can freeze your assets, freeze your money for three days and not allow you to do any transactions. And so that's what we don't want to see. And, you know, that's, you know, a possibility of where this can head towards as well. But, um, but I'm confident that won't work in the long run. Like, the, the, the masses will have their say and yeah. So Bitcoin is the best in terms of that because it's, no one can control it. <laughs> that That's the thing though, is what we're, I think we're seeing as crypto investors is actually it's us that's determining the value of the currency, not them. You know, it's the people that are uniting together and purchasing these currencies, uh, putting value into them. That's creating the value of the currency. I remember hearing an argument from the government where they're like, yeah, well, this is a, you know, this is a made up currency. Well, all currency is made up. Yeah, totally. All currency is made up and you're, you're putting the value on the currency and you're controlling that value. Now, if we control that value, you know, what will that be for our future when we have the possibility of voting through our Bitcoin or voting mm. through our cryptocurrency to, to make changes in the world? If they don't have the money or the infrastructure financially to do that, we do. Mm -hmm. And that's where that, that power flip is super amazing. It's incredible. It is a revolution in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they, I mean, I know that they want to stop it and I know there's going to be a lot of backlash, but I just, I don't think they can. I, I, I think they're, we're at a point now where the corruption in the governments has been so apparent is so clear, you know, mm -hmm. especially with, you know, how this whole coronavirus thing was handled, how, uh, a lot of banks got bailed out during this time while people are starving. I, I think people are just like, okay, enough is enough. We're tired of this. Uh, a small example is like right now in Cusco, the Ministry of Health, the Minister of Health is coming down to look at Cusco and Utabamba and Calca to determine whether or not they need to have another quarantine. And on the comment section of this whole post, there are thousands upon thousands of people being like, no, go away. Stop bailing out the banks. Like we need help. Like you keep putting us in quarantine. We can't work. We can't pay for what we have. And the banks, you know, we have to go pay the banks. So either stop the banks in the quarantine or stop quarantining us. You know, mm -hmm. and that, that's something that's, you know, the banks are taking priority over the people in many ways. Mm. It's almost like the banks are the group of people that are the representing part of our financial system mm -hmm. instead of the people themselves. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's time that we stop allowing that to happen. I think it's time that we actually say, okay, if you want to play the game of, you know, imaginary money, we'll show you how well we can play that game because we're the ones who create the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very interesting time, man. And, you know, this past year, at least for me, and I think others as well, it has really made clear how, how much I, how unreliable and how human the quote unquote leaders of the world are. I mean, the way this pandemic's been handled definitely shows 
all the human flaws in terms of how things are being handled. And it's showing a lot of holes in the system and a lot of problems, uh, especially when it comes to money and banks and printing money and who's actually the priority is given to in terms of money and who controls money. And it's, it's, I think we're going to, we're in for a wild ride over the coming years, but I, the solution has presented itself. The solution is here. It's the transition to that solution that's going to be um, probably a rocky, rocky road uh, for some time. But I think now is a great time in terms of the long term. You know, I I can't make any guarantees, but you know, if people are sitting there asking, you know, sh should I buy Bitcoin now or crypto? It's you know, is it too late? Um, I don't think it's too late at all. I think that uh, for people. I think it's still a great time to invest some money, whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever you feel comfortable, kind of just like, this is my suggestion, unless you want to learn day trading and technical analysis, but just feeling comfortable putting it in and just leaving it. And don't worry when it loses 60% of its value one day, that can happen in a day um, because it's okay. Just give it time, give it some, some a year and more and see what happens. And, if you want to keep it really simple, you know, just buy some Bitcoin. You don't have to, you know, you can go down the rabbit hole of all the altcoins and Ethereum, I think is also great, but you know, a great starting point is just, you know, you know, if it, my suggestion is like, if, you know, most of us don't have a bunch of money in the bank to just buy a Bitcoin, but you can buy, you know, a hundred dollars at a time. So like each paycheck, you know, just like every paycheck put a little fraction into Bitcoin and just do that over time. Just consider it a really, a much better option for saving money. Um, if you have the ability to let it sit for a while, because, hey, it could go up to 100,000 in a week, it could go up to a million this year, and it's probably gonna actually go through some ups and downs. It's gonna take a while, but, um, but yeah. Well, it, going back to like what you said in the beginning too, is like the, the natural cycles of it. The what? The you know how there are these these highs, the natural cycles of these coins, and how there are these kind of like peaks and troughs that that hit these coins, these ups and the downs. They do reflect life. They reflect uh, mm -hmm. trends too. Like the Dogecoin reflected trends on a meme, which is mm -hmm. hilarious. But it made a lot of money. People made a lot of money off of a meme, off of a trend. Um, yeah, like you said, it's not necessarily. It's not a guarantee and it, it's like please do your research inform yourself see what these these companies are about see especially if you're going to invest in altcoins see what their potential is what they're connected to and their ideas of the future and how they're going to use these coins because um, that'll tell you a lot about you know a good investment plan or not you know and back to the nature piece like i firmly believe that astrology is nature you know the movement of the planets is a, a natural thing and Everything has a birth chart. Everything is born. So when Bitcoin was born, it had a birth chart. There was a, a timing in this chart. Sorry, I'm and so in just this so you know, I'm listening. I'm just going to close my window, but I'm still hearing you. So keep going. Cool. And so in this chart, um, there, you know, there's certain placements of the planets. One of the planets is Venus, and Venus represents wealth. And so yesterday, uh, the Sun conjuncted Bitcoin's Venus. And because of that, there was a pump in the Bitcoin price, which 
is exactly what astrologers were saying would happen with this. So as these, you know, natural cycles are happening with the humans, there's also the greater cycles of nature, which are influencing these points. And this is where like this whole age of Aquarius, whatever you want to call it, this transition into this, this cycle is actually going to bring a lot of these monetary types into a higher uh, demand. And that's, you know, this is the beauty of watching astrology and thanks, thanks to my partner and thanks to our neighbor, Mark, like learning more about the astrology actually is what helped me to commit to these, these alternative points and their, their cycles. Like, um, yeah, I find that I can't, I can't deny astrology. When certain aspects hit my chart, there's certain events that happen in my chart. When certain aspects hit in the world, certain things happen in the world. So for example, Recently, there was like, I think Saturn conjunct Jupiter or something like this. Don't quote me on this part, but oh no, Saturn square Uranus. So like, this means like big explosions. Well, four volcanoes in the world went off. Oh, so this, you know, this astrological cycle reflected in our nature. So again, for me, like I'm kind of watching more the astrological aspect. I'm taking this as a kind of a spiritual journey with crypto uh towards the freeing or the liberating of whatever you know based on these cycles of astrology interesting man yeah that's not my specialty at all um but when i've studied my own astrology it certainly <laughs> it all makes sense so um that's fascinating bitcoin and crypto astrology and so the long-term prognosis is good astrologically very good so because of this whole Saturn and Jupiter transition into Aquarius, Aquarius is like a lot of communication, online transactions, online business work, uh, long distance communication. Like these are all also like revolutions in currency, revolutions in major governmental structures. They're huge things, which is why I think this whole idea of the Great Reset has come forward. You know, I think these people who are, you know, in power, whatever you want to call them, they are aware of astrology. You know, mm -hmm. it's us who's choosing not to inform ourselves about what these astrological cycles are. They're just following the cycles. And so if we do the same, we use that same power, then we can kind of, you know, keep countering what's happening in front of us. So, or we can see the trend of it and, and change to it. And so, you know, definitely with, I'm not the, the expert in astrology at all. I have, you know, Safa and Mark, but because of what they know about astrology, we have this opportunity to see these cycles and start to interact with them. There's a, a really powerful quote where it says, you know, millionaires know astrology, billionaires use astrology. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Not that I want to be a billionaire, but, you know, why not why start not? using this knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So are there people out there that trade just based on the astrology, like day to day? I would say so. I, I'm sure that there are. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a part of that circle as much as, you know, these two are. But uh, thanks to them, I get to hear like kind of droppings of what they're saying about these astrological cycles. So like if you can start to figure out like the way you can do this for your altcoins is figure out when they were made, when they started, when the company started, when the coin was first made. If you know when that's first made, you have the chart for it. Mm -hmm. After you have the chart for it, if you know where the planets are, you'll start to see, oh, it's going to spike now. It's going to pump. 
during this period of time. Oh, it's mm-hmm. going to drop during this period of time. And it works. So something I can't wow. deny and it's something that's been fun. Yeah. Wow, hey, I've made money. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, cryptocurrency right now is just completely uh, a manifestation. I think of just human psychology and, and like herd mentality in a way of like 90% of the pe- people, including myself in a lot of cases, buying these coins are mostly just buying it on the hype or like maybe a sense of some gut instinct. But I mean, I've invested in quite a few different coins. I put a little bit in all these different ones. And a lot of it's through education, through YouTube and stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't fully understand what I'm getting into. I just know that the long-term prospects of this technology is really good. Um, But like a lot of coins will pump. Like, so I'll watch a YouTube video. And as soon as that video airs, and as soon as he mentions the coin, you can just watch it in real time. It'll pump 10% just like that. And, and so then it's like, don't buy it right after they mention it, wait a couple of days because then it'll settle back down, but you can just, it's like clockwork. And so it's so fascinating that it's, it's all on hype. And then I, you know, I wish I could, I don't know if I have it in me to really go down the astrology rabbit hole. Like, you know, it's just impossible to predict. There, there are trends that tend to happen. If something goes way up, uh, it's probably going to go back down, not entirely, in, at least right now, but it's going to go down and then go back up. So again, my I just have the long game in mind and it's less stressful to just like put a little bit in some projects I believe in or that other people believe in that I trust and then just just let it happen (laughs) and right now it's so much fun man because it seems like it's always every day i look it's going up but i know that'll change in fact like in the past few months there have been weeks where it was like kind of freaky it was going down and um so yeah let's see what happens man (laughs) but that you know that's the the hardest part with this because there is an investment to the money but there's an emotional attachment Oh, yeah. to the movement of it and i and i think like yeah the hardest part is completely did, like being like okay i know i'm okay with this amount moving and it's going to move up and it's going to move down and i'm going to allow that to do that yeah and you know as a symbol like you shared in the beginning it's like kind of the symbol for life of like oh shit life's hard it sucks i hate everything you know i'm in lockdown i'm not making money blah 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 blah, blah. and and i'm pooping on myself as i'm going down and that just pushes the the my coin, my my Felix coin down and down and down as I'm following that trend or following that cycle of like, oh, I'm I'm in a downward spiral. I'm gonna keep feeding that. Instead of buying at that time, instead of being like, okay, cool, I'm at this new point and I'm gonna have this new potential to go up here. If mm-hmm. I hit down here, I'm gonna go up here. Mm-hmm. And it's easier said than done with crypto because again, like there is this investment into this product. You know, there is your your month your your financial well being, so to speak, in that product. But you know, in your life, you don't really have the choice to to give up on that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if if we're willing to invest in the lows and sell at the highs, <laughs> like I'm sure we can go far in life. I'm not explaining that well, but no, but it totally kind of how man. I've been feeling with it. I'm really bad at it. Like I'm trying to get better at not 
not doing exactly the worst thing. So like when, when, <laughs> when I was in, in Gabon in Africa last year, initiating with Iboga, you know, it was in March, it was right when everything was kicking off with the pandemic. And there was a day where the stock market crashed. It like crashed big. I, I think, I think it crashed. It went from like 30,000 down to 16,000, the, the Dow, uh, 17,000. So it was like, I think almost a 50% drop could be wrong. But as it was crashing, you know, I was eating Iboga. So super sensitive. And my mind just went to like the worst case scenario. Like, gosh, this is the end. Like it's going to go down to zero. Everything's falling apart. So like a, like a lot of people and like the wrong decision, I, I freaked out and I sold, you know, our humble investment in the stock market. I sold it all at the exact bottom. And then of course, you know, <laughs> what happened within a month or two was back. And then it, since then, it, due to the crazy amount of money printing, it's since then the stock, stock market in the States has just like gone like parabolic like you know tesla stock is like i think people have 10 times their money if they bought it at that time even bitcoin crashed at that point you know it went down to like i think down to eight thousand six six or eight thousand uh right when the stock market crashed in retrospect man what a great time to buy you'd have 10 times your money by now um and there are really smart people who who did that or people that are just have really strong nerves and yeah, I'm not there, man. I'm, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so. But I mean, I, I think it's just, man, it's light. It's not, I don't think it's you. I don't think it's, I think a lot of people that scares them. It's terrifying to watch something. Yeah. Dip that livelihood. I mean, that was exactly. And it's like, you know, I think during this time for coronavirus, especially for myself, like, and I've hit some, not doing like it used to do and because of that like it's not like i'm not going to complain about my financial situation but i'm going to say like my mental state during that time or during this time is not like where i want it to be. Mm -hmm. and so like just this little analogy of you know the highs and lows of crypto buying low and selling high like why am i not buying in right now and that's actually what got me into crypto crypto as well is like all right i'm at this low point I've got like an extra hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Let me invest this into this, you know, thank God, because my money trickled. It's, it's now way higher than it's ever been. And I'm not going to get excited about that. Like, I'm happy that it's going up, but I have to be aware that what goes up must come down. And so it's almost like finding this middle ground or the middle way of like being able to navigate, being really excited and making good money to dropping down and making no money or losing money. And allowing myself to be happy with both sides of the, the coin or just to be neutral uh, as a great point. Um, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's hard because, you know, life will reflect our financial situation very quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas like our emotional state won't always reflect as quickly as we think. And so, you know, as I'm investing in Bitcoin, I'm letting certain coins just sit there. So if I'm, investing myself all right well what, what what can i do to invest myself that'll actually build value within myself well for me it's my spiritual practices it's meditating mm -hmm. it's you know doing jujitsu whatever and that's that's putting money back into the bank in a lot of ways for myself just mentally emotionally yep. so crypto has a way of being spiritual too 
<laughs> but the, the best investment you can make is in yourself and and th that's like super important you know and it's like uh, also for people you know if, if they're wanting to start investing in crypto or anything uh, stock market whatever the best first investment you can make is in yourself and education educating yourself obviously you have to know how to do it but just learning about how it works, learning about the markets, learning about the psychology of it, learning about the ups and downs. So this initial investment in yourself and your education is, yeah, that's obviously fundamental to the whole thing. And I think, you know, a theme for you and I both is, it seems like, you know, we prioritize investing in ourselves in terms of uh, like growth and healing and, and evolving and facing our demons and, 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 you know, uh, everything that comes with this path with plant medicines. And, and those are the investments that um, it never goes down. <laughs> the investment in yourself is a market that only goes up with time and, um, and it pays off amazing dividends. So I don't know wh why I'm getting into that. But I think just going back to the theme of our, of our journey as a whole, and as our podcast, you know, it's, it's, you know, if we want to talk about what's the most important investment, you know, it's investing in, in yourself. Because if I hadn't done, you know, over these past, you know, 10 years, uh, journey with plant medicine and a lot of really hard, difficult experiences in terms of uh, plant diets and all these practices of really facing myself and getting to know myself and understanding myself and seeing my trauma and and also supporting other people on their journey if i hadn't done any of that oh you can't hear me huh if you can move the light a little bit closer oh yeah can you hear me but you can hear me i can hear you but it's like super quiet sorry oh that's okay huh that's weird okay um yeah so just investing if i hadn't invested in myself then I could be a billionaire and it wouldn't matter. I wouldn't be happy. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we'll probably keep talking about crypto a lot or maybe, maybe not, but ultimately the, in order to even like it, the money's not going to make us happy basically is what I'm saying. Like personally, you know, Mart, my wife and I have, you know, goals and dreams and aspirations. We want to have our own land and build a house and, and that's the motivation, you know, we have a daughter on the way and that's the motivation for, for trying to learn about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's the motivation to learn about cryptocurrency and to want to like learn a new skill in terms of understanding the technology. And, um, but the first, first and foremost, it's like, it's been confirmed to me throughout my life uh, that, you know, in fact, the point in my life where I had the most money in the bank was the lowest point in my life in terms of how I felt about myself and everyone else. So, so it's not the answer. Um, yeah. So I just want to, you know, just reflect that. And uh, it's interesting too how priorities shift have shifted for me ever since my wife is pregnant. Uh, baby's coming in uh march april May, in four months less than four months three and a half months or so and um yeah so i think differently in terms of uh 
how I spend my time, what I'm doing with money, how I'm investing, uh, because I want to, basically my goal is to um, be in a position once our daughter comes that I can spend a lot of time with her uh, as she grows up, that I can be really present, that I don't have to be gone all day, every day, 10 hours a day at some job that's really not fulfilling me. So I would, you know, my goal, it was really to position myself so that I can be a really present father and just like watch her grow up. Cause I know it's going to go by so fast. Like the pregnancy is already going by super fast. So I just want to be present for her. I want to be able to provide like a, a good home and a healthy life, you know? And so that's the motivation for a lot of this now. And, you know, hopefully it just, it keeps, it keeps uh, paying off and, um, you know, and that can just keep riding the ups and downs of it. But overall, the trend seems to be up with crypto. So, and I'm super grateful that this opportunity has emerged in this technology. Uh, obviously, because it's provides a possibility financially for, for, for us, but also for humanity. That's also a really like short term. Yeah, we can make some money, hopefully. Uh, but long term, it's it's like double amazing because it's like you can increase your net worth and this has the potential to dramatically shift the world in a really positive way. So I'm so grateful this has emerged, you know, and um, who knows in six months, we could be in a bear market again and it could be really hard for people to get excited about crypto, but don't lose faith no matter what happens because uh, it's, it really is. Uh, it's just, so much potential for healing and for resolving a lot of the issues we have in the world. So keep the faith. <laughs> I love it. And, and money's not the answer. I think, you know, the reason we we both have invested so much or love this idea of crypto so much, like you said, is this revolutionary potential for humanity, um, for breaking the cycle of being under the thumb of a bank that's constantly losing value and taking from us. It's like, why not invest in us and keep building value with each other instead of, you know, allowing one person to make all the money and run off with it, and go hide up, you know, in the Bahamas or whatever, while we're sitting here scraping, scraping pennies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the thing with my relationship with money has fluctuated so much over my life. There was a period of time where I hated money. I hated what it did to the world. I hated what it did to people. And because of that, I demonized it. <clears throat> And in demonizing it, I pushed it away from myself. And so as I, you know, started doing this path of plant medicine, you know, hopefully looking more inwards, I, uh, I started to see the necessity or, or how I had demonized this part of life. Uh, this, maybe it's not natural, but it's a part of life. And there's uh, an aspect I can't deny any longer. And because of that, it's like, okay, like I actually have to put more like I have to treat this like my spiritual path as well. Like I'm serious about it. I'm devoted to it. I'm not going to devote myself to money, but I'm going to create a level of awareness that this is something that is a part of me that I have to, to grow as well. Yep. And as I did that, like it's, it, it changed my mindset in approaching money and allowing money to come into my life. Um, and to be just more open to receiving it. And, uh, you know, within this last year, we had this very wealthy person reach out to us and, 
you know, they'd spent their whole life making lots of money, lots and lots of money. This person is very rich. And because of that, they've lost relationships. They don't have good relationships with their family. They don't, uh, they don't really know what life is outside of making money. And so with that limitation, there's like this lack in their life. There's this major lack in their life of, of life. Mm-hmm. So it's like being really aware of like not falling one, you know, too far to one side or too far to the other where I'm hating money or where I'm loving money so much that it is my life. But finding this healthy relationship with this entity or this being or this energy where there's a symbiosis, mm-hmm. you know, where I I feed it and it feeds me. And yeah, changing that mindset is actually what helped me to bring more money or allow more money to come into my life. And I want to keep maintaining that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's like financial education is crucial. And I don't know about you, but I spent a good amount of years just like talking shit about money. Like I hate money. Uh, like, like, why is the world, why do we run on money? Everyone's obsessed with money. Like just like <laughs> hating on money when secretly I was hating it because I didn't have enough of it. And so, um, but it wasn't helping my situation at all. And so, you know, there's <laughs> the people that, that make a lot of money. Also, a lot of them happen to know how money works and just like really understand financial systems and, what's really cool about blockchain and decentralized finance, all these new ways of investing your money is that it's new. And so there's an opportunity to get on with something that's, that's brand new that we're all learning about at the same time together. It's just now emerging. And, and so to get involved with like decentralized finance to there's so many crazy opportunities in terms of just like you can invest uh, your uh, like stable coins. So there's cryptocurrencies that are backed by the U S dollar. So it's just like worth $1, but you can invest them and earn 15% interest. Uh, and that's stable. It's not going to fluctuate or up and down like regular crypto. Uh, no bank is providing that kind of interest. So, so just learning about these new possibilities and opportunities. And, you know, there was this book, have you ever heard the book, rich dad, poor dad? Yeah. Yeah, it's a classic, right? Robert Kiyosaki, who happens to be really into crypto now. He's like talking about it a lot. But, but you know, he, his whole thing was just like learning about how money works, like really knowing how it works and learning that um, if you're smart with your money, there's a lot of ways for that money to just grow by itself. And so it's like passive income, passive investing, like putting your money somewhere where it grows and you don't really have to do anything. And then it grows and it grows and it compounds and, and, you know, just these smart tools that we're never taught in school. Like in school, they don't teach you anything like that. They teach, they teach us how to be good employees, uh, but they don't teach us how to really, how money works and how to really uh, use it in a, in a healthy way and, and in a way that, that, that we can grow our, the value of our money. So it's funny that they never teach that and, and kind of sad because uh, it's like someone can go spend four years in high school and go to community college learning about something um, and then spend a good portion of their life like barely getting by because they never learned about money. And, you know, I never learned about money. I spent my all my 20s in serious credit card debt. Um, I like 
I didn't know how to handle it. So, um, so instead of going to high school and going to community college, someone could have just spent that time learning about money and just learning about what's interesting to them. And their life would look very different than if they had just gone down this path of traditional education where they don't really teach you anything useful. So uh, <laughs> whole nother rabbit hole school. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of life skills that are lacking in high schools. I mean, I know I had home ec, which, you know, kind of teaches you small life skills, but not everyone took home ec. Um, but there's still, I remember when I first moved out of my home or out of my parents' house, I was 17 years old. I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to pay my taxes. I didn't know how to do, you know, like make sure I had enough money in the bank just in case my car broke down. Like I didn't know. I mean, sure. I, I heard minor things here and there, like always save your money, like have a bit of money on hand. But when you get money as a kid, you know, it's gone like that. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I just, I have an extra $500. I'm going to go buy a Xbox 360, you know, whatever it is. Like I remember just, allowing money to come in and just throwing it out instead of allowing it to come in and having some there, like you said, this passive generating income. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think of it like chi or this, you know, this essential energy that is us. It's like, man, every single day I have to do some kind of exercise, some kind of practice that keeps building my chi, my internal battery. If I don't, when I get old, I'll have no internal battery and I'll be wasting all my energy and I've already spent it all and my life will probably be shorter. So it's like, as I become more aware of what this investment system is, what this energetic system is, how to, how to feed it and how to nourish it. Like overall, I'm investing like in, um, like in land, like the value doesn't go down. It only goes up. It only increases my lifespan by, by investing in my overall system. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah, kind of going back to like, man, there's, there's very little information in high school about anything. And I remember going to community college and on opening day, they have all these credit card companies lined out in the front of campus, just ready to give you a credit card. I remember just like, oh, I got just one handing of them out like candy. Yeah. You get a t-shirt. Super for high interest up. rates. Totally super high interest rate. It's, it's gonna, you know, but they just sell it to you as like, here's free money. You don't have to pay it right now. You can pay it in the future, yep. but man, in the future, when you pay that it's triple the cost. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it just, there's a lot of lacking information, but, but again, so it's just like, I think the bottom line of what this podcast is, is like, you know, one, the mistakes we've made and on the journey we're on and how we've grown from those mistakes and hopefully what we see for the future as potential uh, incredible things that we want to create or manifest. And in many ways, you are doing that right now. We are doing that right now. You know, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through, you know, changing your life completely, getting it, uh, having a child come on the way. We're creating that and we're always doing it constantly. It's just like we're not aware of what our current uh, choices will do for our future. Are we taking from the future or are we putting towards the future? And so, yeah, I mean, crypto has become just like a, a again, the spiritual path for me. It's not, it doesn't really veer off the, the trail of beyond words. It actually veers more towards it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. One thing I've learned too is 
this past year was really hard, you know, so many ups and downs and so many moments of just like total despair, but it's like, it always ended up being okay. Like it, like without fail, everything is okay in the end. And um, so there's something, something I've learned in this past year is just about really trusting life and even these challenges that have arisen, like once I get through them, I see why it happened and I see why it was necessary. And uh, trusting life as this teacher. And and I think, you know, if you want to apply that to investing, it, there's something about, um, it's a lot more, there's a lot more room for sanity through the investment process if deeply I know that everything's going to be okay. Um, even if the markets go up and down, even if I lose everything in it, uh, I don't, you know, I'm making sure that doesn't happen because I don't have everything in it, but, but to just know that the bigger picture that everything's going to be okay. And there's going to be ups and downs uh, as we go. And I think, you know, for me, this podcast has always been uh, just like a space to reflect on that fact, like the intelligence of life itself. And man, and it just so many beautiful things have happened in the past few months. Um, just for, for me and uh, you know, leaving Peru was really hard and getting to Europe was really hard and it sucked for a while. And then, but then like amazing things started happening in these parts of my life, like that, that were really troubling me. I wasn't sure where to get an income. I didn't have any work. And then all of a sudden I was like, work found me. And, and like there, it just like always works. It, it just works out in the end. And so it's easy to say this now because I'm feel like my life is going really beautifully right now, but, you know, just a reminder, even to myself, if, and when things get hard again, and anyone out there <laughs> to just keep faith. And, you know, like to me, that's my prayer in life. My prayer is just telling life, telling God that I know, and I trust that you got me <laughs> like life. You got me, you got my back. And I know that it's, you know, when I really zoom out, I just see this upward traje trajectory in my life in terms of like the growth and the evolution and the learning. And, and, you know, when I zoom out, it's just like, it's like a up and down, but gradually going up and up and up. And, you know, maybe that's what right now the cryptocurrency market is it's like the same as life when you really zoom out there's this long term just like going up and up and up and i don't know if that's true but uh i believe it is uh and so yeah i just man this past year is the biggest lesson i've gotten this past year is uh just like this trust and appreciation for life it's it's incredible how it teaches <laughs> and um, the gifts that it brings you know uh, I'm just super grateful so uh, yeah I love it I love it yeah and I that was a little thing with the charts actually that started to give me those that kind of insight not the same but like with the charts on certain websites you can like zoom in to like minute by minute mm -hmm. if you look at minute by minute it looks terrible then you zoom out <laughs> to like an hour and you're like oh look it's going up even though this little candle here this little drop here is red mm -hmm. it's still like way up here mm -hmm. and man i i 
often am zooming so far into every second where I'm just kicking myself and it's going down and down and down in value when I don't realize like the progress I've made over a year, two years, whatever. And yeah, I really appreciate that reflection. That's very true. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. It's so easy to get sucked into that minute by minute, second by second. Oh, this really sucks. Totally. Totally. I mean, if you look at Bitcoin back to crypto, like in 2017, that was the first time like the masses learned about Bitcoin and it went all the way up to 20,000. And at that time, like a bunch of people bought in, people were selling their houses to buy in and they bought in at the peak at like 19, 20,000. And then gradually over the next couple of months, it crashed down to like six, five, four thousand $4,000. And these people like sold their Bitcoin and they were devastated and they lost so much money. But zooming out, if they had just held on to it, their Bitcoin would be worth triple now what it was. And so being able to take this long view with life, it's the same thing, you know, it's just because um, I think, you know, there's a lot of altcoins, quote unquote, cryptocurrencies that will crash to zero. They'll just they won't survive. But, you know, I look at my life more like Bitcoin, the way I see that going and it's there's it's just like a sure thing to me as sure as it gets that it's over time just going to keep going up and so just zooming out zooming out of life as well um i know and i trust that you know what what does it mean for my life to keep going up and up it just means that keep growing keep evolving keep healing keep healing trauma keep feeling more connected keep having all these amazing gifts in life coming and and it just grows and grows and grows so and there will be valleys along the way. There will be dips, but uh, the trend is up. And the trend is your friend, as they say. Well, just to share a little magical trick that uh, one of our teachers taught us. Uh, it was kind of his last, his final note, of course, we just did. But his final note was that if you start noticing things in your life where you have good luck, and you start saying, man, I'm so lucky, more and more, your luck actually doubles energetically. Mm. So if you if you constantly say, hey, man, I'm so lucky that, you know, I have a house, I have a warm house, I have food, um, I'm not sleeping in the rain, like, I'm so lucky. That actually increases the chances for more and more luck. Or the it's it's like luck. being grateful for it instead totally. of, yeah, totally. Uh, instead of being greedy or being needy about it, it's just like being grateful for every single thing. And it, I don't know how that works, man. But just recognizing for me, instead of saying lucky, I'm just like, I'm so blessed. Like that's, you know, the word that I use for that. And and the more I connect with that, the more the blessings rain down. <laughs> totally. So, so let's keep doing magic, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're so blessed, man. We're so we lucky. Are very blessed. Yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. Thanks, Al. I appreciate you, man. I love you, brother. I appreciate you too, Felix. I love you too, man. And yeah, I'm happy to be back on the podcast train. And yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be sharing again and reflecting and uh, just connecting with all of our listeners. So. Uh, thanks everybody thanks for being along the ride in this journey and let's see where it, where it goes thank you all right thanks everybody see you next time bye
happy on words.